Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. John 8, 44 is where we're going to start. I'm going to read out of the New King James, if you want to go there. Is anybody going to help me preach? believe God's given me something. We saw that Ethiopian devils understand English. Because when we commanded them to leave in English, they still had to go. And uh, at first, they tried to act like they didn't understand us. And I said to that devil, I said, you know my language, and I'm commanding you in the name of Jesus to go. And the thing rolled its eyes, the eyes of the person, and made a expression like, well, you found me out and left. But uh, we were able to take what God has taught us over the last three and a half, four years and share with those people, their deliverance teams, a more uh, powerful order and, and authority and things done in order in a way. They said it was the very first crusade they've ever had that every demonic bound person was set free. Every one of them. Every one of them. And in the words of their uh, team leader, they said, and so easily. So easily. And it really was easily compared, you know, to what they were doing. But it's, it's, they literally brought people, we'll show you some pictures tonight, of people who came chained, like the maniac of Gadara, because they were so bound by the devil, people had to bring them in chains. But they left with their chains laying on the ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the things that really has gotten in my spirit, and I'm going to preach from this morning, is from John 8, 44. You are, he's talking to the Pharisees. Jesus has been speaking about truth. He said that you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The people had said, well, we're not bound. And that usually is the natural reaction to the statement, you can be free. You can be free. Well, I'm not bound. That's what nature wants to say. That's what the devil wants us to believe. You know, yeah, I've got the same temper mama had and the same temper grandmama had, but I'm not bound. I've got the same struggle that my parents had or the same addiction that the neighbors had, but I'm not bound. And so Jesus had been telling them of the truth and they were re- rejecting the truth. And Jesus said in John 8, 44, this is going to be King James, mine's new King James. Ye are of the, your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is a little truth in him. Huh? Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie... He speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. I want to preach a few minutes this morning, liar, liar, pants on fire. Hallelujah. Father, I ask that you bring the utterance of the Holy Spirit and just make this word a living word in this house and throughout the spirit realm of this region. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. 
Amen. I couldn't resist that title, and you'll know why just in a few minutes. And so Jesus trying to get them into truth, and they're accepting lies. Interesting thing that we saw with the people that were greatly bound uh, in Shambo, Ethiopia. Once we were able to calm them down, to get the truth into them that they didn't have to just act crazy, that they had control over their bodies, and be able to speak to them about what was going on in their life, we always try to find out where is the root of the bondage? Where did the bondage come from? What has happened in their life? And it was amazing to me that over and over and over again, when we were talking to these people greatly bound, I'm telling you, they had brought to us people that had been out of their minds for 15 years, 17 years, nine and 10 years, all of these things. One lady they had brought me over to deal with. uh, uh, When I got over there, the deliverance team through the translator said to me, said, we've got a problem because the devil says he's not coming out. And then they said, another problem is, is that the devil says he's stronger than we are. And so through the translator, I had to speak back to their deliverance team. And I said to them this, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And so these people were receiving what the devil said. This woman said that she was washing clothes at the river years ago and that she heard a voice that said, I'm going to come into you and take away your mind. She said the devil came in through her eyes and she had, been, she had lost her mind for some, I think this lady was seven or eight, nine years ago. She had been out of her mind. They brought to me a 10-year-old boy, this 10-year-old boy was paralyzed in his right arm and in his right leg. Completely paralyzed in his right arm and right leg. We get to talking to them and talking to the father what happened. The little boy had heard a voice that said to him, I'm going to paralyze you. And great fear gripped this little 10-year-old boy and he could not move his right arm and his right leg for three years. He had not been able to move his right arm and right leg. But praise God. We were able to share the truth of the gospel with him that the devil is a liar. The devil does not have the authority to just take your arm and leg. The devil doesn't have the authority to just take your mind. That in fact, we can resist the devil and that we can take authority in the Lord and and rise up. And I looked at that 10-year-old boy and I said, do you believe this? And he said, yes. I said, walk. He said, I can't. I said, do you have faith that Jesus can set you free? He said, yes. I said, walk. And he took a step. I said, walk. And he began to take another step. And he started walking through that tent. And I noticed his right arm was moving as he was walking. And I grabbed him by the arm. And I said through the interpreter, do you see that your right arm is moving too? And he looked down and he realized that not only was his right leg moving, but his right arm was moving too. And I said to the little boy, run. And he said, I can't. I said, do you believe Jesus? He said, yes. I said, run. And I started running in place. And that little boy just started running in place all over that tent. Amen. He was free. And we saw over and over again, (coughs) excuse me, people 
that were bound by infirmity, bound by paralysis, bound by insanity, because they heard a voice that said, I'm going to take away your mind. I'm going to take away your legs. I'm going to take away your arms. And they believed the voice. They believed the devil. Isn't that amazing to us? I mean, it just blew my mind. Amazingly more was that once we spoke the truth to them that the devil was a liar and they really get that into their heart, they were free usually within 30 minutes. They were free of whatever infirmity, whatever bondage, they were back to their right mind. And we saw this over and over and over and over again. A people that easily believed what the devil had to say. What Jesus says here, keep that verse up for me if you will. Jesus said here that the devil is a liar. He said, you're of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you're going to do. He said, he does not stand in the truth, and there is no truth in him. Now, let's examine this. You and I, thank God, we've, had, we've got Bible bookstores, and we've got resources, and we've got things on the corners. We've been able to go and get books, and we've been able to learn, and we read the Bible, and we grow, and all this thing. You're blessed and honored and privileged to be in a church that knows that the power of the name of Jesus is greater than the bondage of of the devil and that we have the authority to send the devil out of our lives when he tries to come and bind us in any way. Amen. That's a, that's a privilege because many churches do not do that. Amen. Even though Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Uh, they shall pray for the sick and they shall recover. They shall cast out devils in my name. Uh, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. Uh, amen. We'll take up serpents, not Kentucky rattlesnakes, uh, but that old serpent, which is the devil and cast him away and see people to become free. And we would think, I thought, my, people literally, this boy literally paralyzed for three years because a voice told him he was gonna paralyze him. But I thought, man, you know, back in our, our area, you don't see it quite that dramatically, but you see some things very similar to it. I've seen many marriages uh, that the devil said, I'm gonna take your marriage. And people believed it and allowed the devil to come in and paralyze their marriage. I've seen that happen over finances. I've seen it happen over people's peace of mind uh, in a country where we are well-fed, well-housed, well-clothed, uh, get more stuff than we got room to put it in, and yet we worry and fear as though we're going to die of starvation in just a day or two, or we're going to run out of stuff. There's many things the enemy wants to speak to our mind, uh, but don't you know that you and I don't have to listen to the devil? We don't have to agree with the devil. In fact, the devil is a liar. Uh, Jesus said this about the devil. He said that he doesn't stand in the truth, and he says there's no truth in him. There is no truth in the devil. Why would you believe what the devil says? There's no truth in the devil at all. And then he said when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources because the devil is a liar and he is the father of it. The devil is the father of it of lies. This got in my spirit this morning. God's still stirring this in my spirit. And he said, he said to me this, notice the devil. I said, the devil's the father of lies, not the mother. The father of lies, not the mother. Well, I'm going to have to teach you a little bit about that. What difference does it make? Let me tell you what difference it makes. Fathers produce the seed. Amen. You hear me? The father produces a seed. 
but the father cannot give birth. Seed needs a womb. Seed needs something for it to fertilize. Seed needs something to incubate that, to agree with that, to bring that forth. See, the devil is not the mother of lies. He doesn't just birth lies. He is the father of lies. He needs, when the devil speaks a lie, he needs an incubator. When the devil sows the seed of a lie, he needs fertile ground for that seed to come on. I'm preaching better than your amen in this morning. Amen. His lies have no power over you unless you give a fertile field for the devil's lies to come in and to begin to grow and to begin to, uh, to show signs of that. Amen. When women become with child, uh, they don't just find out today I'm going to have a baby and tomorrow they have a baby. They begin, uh, you know, in a little while they begin to show. Amen. In a little while they start getting sick. In a little while, you know, things begin to change. And so you begin begin to see the evidence that this thing has begun to grow. You see, the devil does not have power in anything that he says. He is not the creator. He is not like God that whatever he says happens. There is not authority in the word of the devil. The devil has to find a place to sow his seed that it may be taken on fertile ground and agreed with. Why would we agree with the devil and how do we know it is the devil? Well, first of all, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not God. Amen. If it is against the word of God, it's come from the devil and not God. Anything opposite of or in place of Christ is of the devil. Amen. We know that if it doesn't line up with the word of God, then it is a lie and it's come from the devil. But the devil has a problem. He can seed a lie, but he cannot birth it. He cannot make it happen without somebody coming into agreement. Somebody agreeing and giving a fertile field for that lie to rest on. Somebody begin to accept that lie as though it were true. Are you hearing me? Amen. When God wanted to produce his son, he didn't just have Mary turn a rock over one day and find a baby. He sent an angel to say to Mary, you've been chosen to carry a seed. You've been chosen to carry the son of God. You've been chosen to have within you what I want to bring to the earth. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary when Mary said, Lord, let it be unto me even as you said. And so God was looking for an incubator. God was looking for a fertile field. God was looking for somebody that was going to agree with his plan. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and she became with child. Wasn't a fairy tale. She started getting morning sickness. She started showing. Amen. It became evident to everybody that she had a child. But you see, Mary had within her the Son of God. She had within her the truth. Amen? She had become pregnant with the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
She had begun to carry the word made flesh. We beheld his glory as of the only begotten son of God, full of grace and truth. And just as Mary was able to receive the plan of God, the word of God, and carry a supernatural, miraculous seed of truth and grace and eternal salvation, so many people have come into agreement with every thought that comes across their mind, every voice that they hear in their head, every time the devil says, I'm going to destroy you, every time the devil says, you got to be like everybody else. Every time the devil says, aren't you afraid of being different? Every time the devil says, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to just ruin your life. Could you imagine believing a voice in your head that says you are going to be paralyzed enough to be paralyzed? And yet people are paralyzed right here in America. They're paralyzed with fear. They're paralyzed with grief. They're paralyzed with unforgiveness and hatred. They're paralyzed with addictions and addictive behavior because they're trying to drink their their way through their numbness and their pain. We've become proud. We don't want anybody to know we got a problem when the truth is everybody knows you got a problem anyway. Amen. You're the one that thinks nobody knows. Amen. We want to drink it until it don't bother us anymore. We want to get high until it don't bother us anymore. The devil is paralyzing the life of Americans and Christians and the people of God because we're believing his lies. Now, he said, Jesus said, the devil is a liar. The truth is not in him. He didn't say that there was a little truth that he abode in a little truth, he said that there is no truth in him. No truth at all. Amen. You don't have to believe anything the devil says. If we knew what God said, maybe we'd know how to identify when the devil's speaking. Hmm? If we'd read our Bible like we read the TV guide or flip through the guide on the satellite, I know how it is these days. Hmm? If we'd read our Bible like we read the PlayStation game secrets, you know, amen. If we'd read our Bible to know what God says, it's amazing, young people, how many of you know all the hidden secrets on this level and that level and all the ways to defeat that warrior and to defeat that thing that's on your game, uh, whatever kind of game thing you've got, and, and you can get your, your, all your hints and cheats off the Internet and all those things because you want to know the secret of how to overcome the enemy that you're facing and yet laying uh, on our coffee tables, uh, yet laying on our nights stands. Amen. We've got the guide to tell us how to overcome. We've got the cheater's guide. Amen. We got the truth. We've got the inside scoop of how that we're going to be able to defeat the enemy. Amen. We know what Jesus knew. We read what Jesus had. We've got the same weapon Jesus used. We've got it right here, but we're not going to know a lie if we don't read the truth. Amen. If we don't know the truth. And once we know the truth, then the lie cannot have us. Once we know the truth, then the lie cannot have us. Amen. The devil is a liar. 
The devil says what you need to be happy is a bigger house. What you need to be happy is a newer car. What you need to be happy is a better title over your name, a better position at work. And brother and sister, the truth is what you need to be happy is Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You need to be happy. What you need to be happy is to live the purpose that God has for your life. Amen? Oh, I tell you, all the high school kids, what they want to do, you know, they want to be popular. Kids don't want to be different. Nobody wants to be different. Amen? But you are different. Jesus lives inside of you. And you go ahead and be different. And, and you, you be a leader and not a follower. You let the truth come and change you. When the devil speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. He's a liar and the father of it. You hear me? Now, you may say, well, why does the devil lie all the time? Well, I'll tell you, 1 John 3, 8. says, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The reason the devil is liar, liar, pants on fire is because he has been a sinner from the beginning. You see, when you live in sin, you got to lie a lot. Don't, don't shout me down now. When you live in sin, you got to lie a lot. You got to lie about what you've been doing, what you've been saying, what website you've been on, what you've been texting, where you've been going. You got to lie about what movie you really saw. Hello. Don't you love it when I come back off a trip? See, when you're living in sin, you got to lie a lot. The devil's been a liar from the beginning. Amen? You see, God was, God is, and God always will be. The devil was a sinner, is a sinner, and will always be a sinner. The devil was a liar, is a liar, and will always be a liar. God was truth, is truth, and will always be truth. Amen? God was light, is light, and will always be light. What the devil is, he was, and that's what he's going to be. What God is, he was, and that's what he's going to be. And we've got to make up our mind uh, that we're not going to live part-time in the light uh, and part-time in the dark, uh, part-time in the word or in the truth, uh, and part-time in a lie. Uh, oh, I'm going to serve the Lord. This I like this lie from the devil. Why don't you serve the Lord? But don't you be fanatic. Uh, you need a well-balanced life. Uh, you know, you serve God, but some of these people are crazy, man. They go to church Sunday morning. Sunday night and Wednesday night. Well, you don't have to be overly religious. You don't have to go too far with it. Huh? You, you don't have to spend that kind of time in church. You can spend three times that amount of time watching football, but you don't have to spend that kind of time in church. Right? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, I tell you, I'm home. See, the devil, he... If he, first of all, he don't want you to be a Christian. If you're going to be stubborn enough at least to act like a Christian, the devil doesn't want you to be a producing Christian, a faithful Christian, a soul-winning Christian, a devil-chasing Christian. Amen? He don't want you to be a Christian of power. And, and so what God wants you to do is to chill out, not get overly involved in this religion thing. Says what the devil says. Don't you get too fanatic over it because, you know, you need balance. 
you need more baseball than you need Jesus. Hmm? You know what? I would believe that it would take a fanatic to walk on water. It would take a fanatic to raise the dead to life. It would take a fanatic to be beaten beyond recognition, to have his beard plucked from his face, to be crucified on a cross. I'm glad Jesus did not come into this thing looking for moderation. I'm glad Jesus did not come into this thing looking for balance. He was willing to lay down his life for the cause of the gospel. And he came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. And that's who the devil don't want you to be. Like Jesus. To come and destroy the works of the devil. And so the devil is filled with sin and he tries to fill us with sin. So he has to lie all the time. Because you got to lie when you're sinning. The devil was a sinner, is a sinner, and will be a sinner. He does not reward you. He doesn't say, hey, you're a good sinner. I'm going to give you good things. You're going to wind up in the same hell he is if you're not careful. Now, in order for the enemy to father a lie, somebody's got to carry it. Are you with me? It's not a good day to take up the pastor appreciation offering. That was a couple weeks ago. In order for the devil to bring forth a lie, somebody's got to carry it. Somebody's got to nurture it. Somebody's got to start getting sick with it. Somebody's got to start showing with it. Hmm? We see it all the time. The girls that go from boy to boy to boy to boy to boy to boy to boy, not because that they want to be, uh, you know, just, I won't use that word in the pulpit, but they don't want to be that kind of girl. Really what they're doing, they're looking for love. They're looking for some acceptance. They're looking for popularity. They're looking for love, and what they're getting is a horrible reputation. What they're getting is used and abused. They're not getting loved. They're getting taken advantage of. Because the devil has propagated a lie that nobody loves them, that they're alone. Maybe they were rejected by their fathers or they were uh, somehow, some way impacted early in their lives. Their mothers did not stand up for them, whatever. But they become this lie of low self-esteem, this lie of no value, this lie of not being able to accomplish anything. People are taking their life in America in America, teenagers are taking their lives in record numbers. Record numbers. The enemy is a liar and he's trying to destroy people. And so for the devil to bring forth a lie, somebody's got to carry it. Somebody's got to get sick with it. What's, let me ask you, what lie have you believed? What lie have you believed? You know, Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Amen? You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, I realize that you're not going to see sermons like this on TV, but I don't care. I got, I'm going to preach what God gives me to preach. It's time that we... Listen, I'm looking at people paralyzed because the devil said you're paralyzed. 
I'm looking at people who had lost their minds for 15 years, some of them, because the devil said, I'm going to take your mind. And I'm standing there saying, hey, wait a minute. The devil's a liar. They said, huh? The devil's a liar. It's your house. He can't live there if you don't want him to. He has no legitimate authority over your life. He cannot steal from you, kill from you, destroy you. Amen. If truth that you know can make you free, then a lie that you believe will bind you. There are people who are called to ministry that are not doing ministry because they're bound with fear. What if I get up in front of somebody and mess up? Well, get over it. We all mess up. Do it long enough, you'll mess up. You'll just learn life at yourself. It don't matter. Because it ain't about you anyway. God put a call on your life. He didn't call you to hide in the shadows of fear. He didn't call you to hide and keep the word. You got to go. There's going to be many people, Brother Ronnie, that stand before God, and God says, give an account of your ministry. And they'll say, but I never ministered. But you were called to minister. You were called and did not do it. Because you were afraid. You were called to sing. You were called to use your gifts. You were called to do things for God and you did not do it. Because I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. What are people going to say? Well, people are going to say some, some good things a lot of times. But people are going to say some awful things sometimes too. Amen. How do you do it? Because God called you to do it. Amen. You're just going to do it. It's the truth. How do you make a 12,946 air mile trip one way? In a day's time, over eight time zones. Because God opened an effectual door. Because you got to go where God opens the door to go. You got to do what God's called you to do. I want you to get down in your spirit this morning that the lies of the devil cannot come to birth unless you carry it. There are so many people that are carrying the lies of the devil. They're carrying. He's the father. He's the one that gives the seed, but he cannot bring it to pass. You've got to believe it. You've got to carry it. You've got to get that thing. You know, in, in, in order for the lie to come to pass, you've got to believe it. Brother and sister, I'm here to tell you that some of y'all need some holy miscarriages. Some of y'all need some God-given miscarriages. You've believed a from the devil for years and years and years and years and now it's time for the truth of the word of God to rise up hallelujah in your life and in your ministry and in your mind and in your soul and in your body hallelujah it's time for the truth to rise up amen we got to stop aborting the truth and start aborting the lie amen if we're going to miscarry something let's not miscarry the vision. Let's not miscarry the call. Let's not miscarry the gospel. If we're going to miscarry something, let's miscarry the lie. Let's miscarry what the devil said is going to happen. Let's miscarry what the enemy had told us would happen if we believed it. Amen. Amen. We need a holy miscarriage. We need a holy rising up and saying, if God said it, then it is true. It doesn't matter what the devil says. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what the devil says if God said it. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Hall, 
I, I don't know how you could dare to have a vision of a church of 2,000 in a county of 32,000. Hey, listen, I just preached 150,000. You didn't tell me nothing. All right, God is able to do what God said he's able to do. I didn't ask for the vision. Amen. I didn't eat pizza late that night. I didn't have a dream that I wanted to have. Amen. God showed a vision, and I just dared to believe it. And if God wants to put a 2,000-person church in Winchester, Kentucky, amen, that of people that have been bound, but now they're free. They've been addicted, but now they're not addicted. They've been lied to, but now they believe the truth. Hallelujah. They've been lost, but now they're found. They were in darkness, but now they're in the light. Hallelujah. They were bound by lie, but now they're walking by truth. God that spoke the world into existence is able to do what God said that God will do. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. We got it. Man, let's, if we're going to miscarry something, let's miscarry what the devil said. Praise God. It's getting wild around here. You crazy people. Carrying on like that in the house of God. Don't you know this is supposed to be a somber place? I always used to wonder as a kid why everybody wanted to stand so somber and sing their little song and all that. It seemed to me like Jesus had died, but nobody told him he rose again. I thought they were at a funeral. Amen. Well, we don't believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, brother. We don't believe people still cast out devils. I don't care what you believe. Amen. When the, those that are bound by devils go to the church you've been going to and they don't believe in casting out devils, would you give them our address? Because we're going to help them when they come here. We're going to rise up in the name of Jesus and we're going to tell them, amen, you don't have to be bound anymore. And little 10-year-old boy, you don't have to be paralyzed anymore because the devil's a liar. Amen. I know, I know this, this town, eh, they, don't know, they don't know what to think about me. They like me at the funeral home, but I scare them most other times. That, that guy, he's a little different. Amen. I'm telling you, we've been to Ethiopia. And the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the deaf are hearing, the dumb are speaking, the bound have been set free. My God, do not do in Ethiopia what you cannot do in Winchester, Kentucky. Amen. He can do it right here. But we're going to have to stop believing the lie of the devil and start believing God. If you're going to miscarry something, would you miscarry the lie? Amen. Got to give you one more verse. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. I promised you this one. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. I say devil, liar, liar, pants on fire, liar, liar, pants on fire. Hallelujah. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire where the false prophet and the beast are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever and ever. Amen. And we quit church because the devil said we're not going to make it. I'm just not going to go. It's hard. It's hard. Go with me to Ethiopia next time. They'll let you pet nice little sheep today and you'll eat them for supper tonight. (laughs) 
it's too hard. I can't, I can't go to church. It's, it's just too hard. I just, the devil told me it's just too hard. Amen. We got to stop believing the devil. Devil told me to get out of children's ministry. I was given too much, given too much of my time. Amen. He doesn't want you raising up these kids in the knowledge of the Word of God. We got to stop believing the devil. Amen. He walks about as a roaring lion. Oh, I had a good time in Ethiopia. That old devil would growl, and I say, You're going to the lake of fire. You're going to the lake of fire. You're going to the lake of fire. You're going to be there forever. And I'd say, you come out of this child, you come out of this woman, you get out of Shambo, you get out of Ethiopia, and don't you go to America. I figure I didn't want to send them back over here to have to cast them out of here too. I don't know where to send them, but I wasn't sending them here. Send them up to England somewhere, Europe. They think God's dead anyway. Hear me, saints. The devil's a liar. He's always a liar. He's always a liar. I know you. Good to see you. Amen. I got to walk back here for a minute. The devil was a liar, is a liar, will always be a liar. But God is true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are, are you the one I've met before or are you somebody else? Samantha, yeah. Hey, girl. What are you doing in this house? I tell you what. You've made the devil matter than I have today. Because here you are sitting in the house of God. I told you back in the spring about two precious young women I had talked with, and there they both sat right in the house of God. Hallelujah. Oh, the devil says the drug problem's too big in Winchester. It'll never be brought down. That's all right. The devil's a liar. Oh, the devil said there'll never be a revival that'll change this city. That's all right. The devil's a liar. Oh, the devil said that, that there's no hope for America. It's too far gone. That's all right. The devil's a liar. Oh, the devil said I got all the young people. That's all right. The devil's a liar. I'm telling you today, the devil's a liar. And Jesus is truth. Hallelujah. When the devil tells you what you can't do, you remind him of his future. You tell him, hey, liar, liar, your pants are soon to be on fire. Hallelujah. When the devil's in the lake of fire, I'm going to be on golden streets. When the devil is being barbecued, I'm going to wear a crown of life. When the devil is lost forever, my name is in the book of life. Hallelujah. 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 I'm telling you, the devil better be glad I had a tooth pulled Friday. Because this place would have got wild if I didn't. Stand with me. Stand with me. Hallelujah. The devil's a liar. Praise God. Yeah, but I keep hearing a voice, Brother Hall, that says, I'm not going to ever get a good job again. The devil's a liar. I mean, we got that now, don't we? Don't we know it? Don't we know it? The devil's a liar. Hallelujah.
you've heard a message in an unknown language, God's going to interpret it. Somebody's got it right now. You're just a little, a little spooked. Speak what you got. Hallelujah. Have I not said unto my people, be sober, be vigilant? For your adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Have I not said unto my people, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you? I say unto you, I've given you the armor, the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand against the wiles and the lies of the devil. You are not without armor. I have armed you with my word. I've washed you in my blood and I've given you my son. The devil knows that you have all you need to defeat him. The devil knows you have all you need to defeat him, my child. I say unto you, believe the truth, and the truth will make you free this day. Hallelujah. 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 Resist him. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Resist him steadfastly. I can't believe that people would literally be paralyzed because the devil said so. What's your problem? What's your addiction? What are you hooked on? Because the devil said you need it. Amen. What keeps you from serving God with the fullness of your heart? The devil's a liar. We're going to bring that truth into this region. Praise God. I'm going to preach three nights in Appalachia, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. I'm going to take this one up there to the hills. Hallelujah. It's going to be good. Hallelujah. God loves you. God loves you. The enemy hates you. You know, really, it's not that the devil cares all that much about you one way or the other. But he knows that God loves you. He knows God loves you. You see, the devil tried to whip God and he couldn't do it. So he says, I'll fight who God loves. It's not really about you. It's about his hatred of God, truth and life. Samantha, did you come all this way to church to hear me preach or are you going to let me pray for you today? Come on. Come with her. Hallelujah. I didn't know you were coming today, but I think the Lord must have. You know that heaven rejoices over one. One that repents. Samantha, you want to pray a prayer with me, dear? I tell you, crying will make you feel better, but this prayer is going to change your life. Jesus loves you. Church, why don't you help her say it good and loud? Say with me, Samantha, dear Jesus, I confess that you came to this world in a human body. You died on Calvary's cross. You rose again that third day. 
Right now you're sitting at the right hand of God, praying for me. Jesus, you are truth. I receive you into my heart, into my life. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I forgive those who have sinned against me. Jesus, I ask you to heal me deep inside of the things that have hurt my heart. Come on up. Hallelujah. You've accepted Jesus. Stretch your hands toward it. Father, we lift up Samantha today. Lord, you put a love in my heart for her a long time ago, months and months ago. And Lord, here she is today confessing Jesus. Thank you. Lord, I know that her life has not been easy, but I pray that you heal her. Reach all the way back into her childhood. Heal her, Lord, of the hurts and the wounds. And Lord, I just pray that you restore her life, her innocence, that you restore her mind and spirit. And I pray, Lord, that you would help her to become a shining light in this community of the grace and deliverance of God. Father, I thank you for it. Lord, we're going to help her. Amen. We'll help you. Yes. not easy out there, is it? See, the enemy says, it'll never happen to you. The doctors say now, hepatitis C. The drugs. But you know God's a healer. He's a restorer and he's merciful. I'd rather leave this world with hepatitis C on my way to heaven then I would well and go to hell. But Father, we just pray right now that you arrest this hepatitis C. I arrest it. Hepatitis C, you're the fruit of a life that she no longer lives. And by the mercies and compassion of God, I command you to leave this body. Blood, I tell you to show that it is not here, but that it is gone. And that the very doctor that diagnosed us will shake his head and say, I don't know what happened, but there's no sign of it. God, I thank you for that miracle in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Truda, come on up here. Uh, is there anyone else that you need the Lord? Listen, Sam, we're going to help you, okay? I said, Sam, you said Samantha. You like Samantha better than Sam, don't you? We're going to help you. We get involved with people, not for five minutes, but for as long as it takes. This woman right here has been where you are for many years, and you're going to get to know her well in the coming weeks. She's going to help you. All right, just love on her a little bit. What about you, friend? How many, even if you're a Christian this morning, you'd say, Brother Hall, to be honest with myself, you know, there's times I've believed lies from the devil. Anybody like that? I've believed some lies from the devil. I don't want to believe them anymore. I'm not going to live under a lie anymore. 
I'm going to live by the truth. You know what? If this is our sword, let's sharpen it. Let's read it. Let's get it in us. And let's use it for the glory of God. God showed me over 15 years ago a 2,000 person church filled with hurting, broken, he said the most unlikely people of the region. He said, of course, there's people here to work with them. We can't have only that. We've got to have the workers. And he is bringing forth that harvest. Favor is coming to the church of the living God. Listen, how many years has it been, Brother Richard, we've had these two gravel lots? It's been a long time, five, six, six years or more that we were able to put two lots, we paid premium money for two properties, and the planning and zoning said, just gravel. And, and one of them has become completely useless to us, and the other one's used very little. Winchester got a new head of planning and zoning. The week before we left on the trip, we got the news after we showed water retention plans and things, engineering plans that now the city of Winchester has said, pave your parking lots. Do you like to park on gravel parking lots? Ladies, do you like to walk on gravel parking lots? No. 40 more parking spaces makes room for us to park 100 more people in attendance. We don't have the money today, but we'll have it. We'll have it and we'll pave those parking lots. If there is a church in this town, and please hear my heart. If there is a church in this town that the devil wants to be limping financially, it's this church. Because the more money we have, the more people we're going to help. And there's other churches that are helping a lot of people. I realize that. Thank God the body of Christ is strong. People know from miles and miles around, even out of state now, they're coming. Because they know if they want to be free, this is the place to come to. Because God's working freedom. And yet, there are people that come here on Sundays and you're bound. You're not taking advantage of what God's given us to help you with. We can help you. We can help you. The devil is a liar, and God is about to spring forth a great revival in this community. And he's about to bring provision. I don't know how or where, but I know that it's coming. It's been spoken that it's coming. Saints, we have already been a part now of over 35,000, now 36,000, near 400 souls this year. That's right at 100 people a day, 365 days a year. Add one here, one at the jail in the men's area this morning. 
had a man ask me one time, because it's no secret the devil likes to fight this church. He said, I don't understand, Pastor, why anybody would leave that church. He said, you are known to preach an uncompromised word. He said, your worship team is known to bring people into the very presence of God. And your children's ministry is known not just to babysit children, but to teach the children the Word of God and to bring them to salvation and to baptize them and all those things. He said, I don't understand. And I said, wait a minute. you got a preacher that's preaching the Word. you got a worship team that's bringing us into heaven's atmosphere. And you got a children's ministry that's changing a new generation. If you were the devil, would you fight that church? Sure he would. But I'm telling you this. I'm not afraid of the devil. If we're going to fear anybody, let's fear God. Amen. We're going to do what God has called us to do without apology. And if you come in here and there's a hundred people laying on the floor because God touched them, you can run down the road where that never happens or you can get in your Bible and find out where it happened in the Bible. Or you come in here and hear somebody speak in tongues and you hear the interpretation. You can get in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and see that it's a Bible thing. But I've been told, Brother Hall, that that had passed away. I know, the devil's a liar. Amen. The devil doesn't want God giving messages in tongues. He doesn't want God healing the sick. He doesn't want God changing lives, but God's doing it. Amen. Tonight at 6, we're going to show you our pictures, our videos. We're going to have one verse for this, each of us. We're going to talk a little bit about the trip. We're going to pray. We'll probably do a little worship before we show you the stuff. Or maybe after. Let's do it after. And uh, we're just going to let God enter in. And I want to pray for you. I want to lay hands on you as much as I'm physically able. What I can't lay hands on, Mike Smith will. What he can't lay hands on, Jim May will. Richard Plummer will. You know, Mike Gilbert will. Somebody else will. Garrick, we got a lot of prayers around here. But come back tonight at 6 o'clock. I love you. And when the devil tries to tell you that you're in trouble, remember when Lula Holman was driving up Muddy Creek Road, the devil said, I'm going to take you out. And she resisted the devil. And now she's a testimony. Resist the devil. Richard, come and help these poor folks. I'm not going to stop if you don't come up here. Come on. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house. Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.